Hi there. Title of my message today is Enough is Enough. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you said that when we gather in your name, you are here in the midst of us. And we thank you, Lord, for teaching us today, giving us revelation knowledge as to how to live in your kingdom. I thank you that you're preparing us, Lord, to be a part of your quest right here on the earth and to be ready when you come to prepare us for eternity. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God is so good. I'm so in love with him. And today he shared with me his feelings about how we are just being so whipped around by the enemy and we don't need to be. And I felt like he was saying enough is enough that we should start expecting from him. And when we expect from him, we're going to be inquiring of him instead of just taking whatever comes our way. So I want to read to you what it says in Peter, 1 Peter 5, 8. Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant and cautious at all times. For the enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. Withstand him, be firm in faith against his onset, rooted, established, strong, unmovable, determined, knowing that the same identical sufferings appointed to your brotherhood, the whole body of Christ throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who imparts blessings and favor, has called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will he himself complete and make you what you ought to be, established and ground you securely and strengthen and settle you. Um, this is so amazing, and we don't really realize how amazing it is, this revelation knowledge Peter is saying, be vigilant, be alert, be on guard, because that enemy of yours, he is prowling around looking to see who he can devour. And he devours those who are ignorant of the word of God and also ignorant of him. Um, he devours with so many different things, so many different um, theories he has going on, the way he devours. And you know, the thing is, he's trying to get you to be disobedient to God. He's trying to steal God from you. He's trying to make God look bad. And I think one of the primary things that God wants me to talk about today is a disobedience. He gets us to compromise the word because he knows that if we compromise the word, if we're not being obedient to God, we're really tying God's hands. God isn't able to do anything. He isn't able to bring his promises to life in our lives without our cooperation. And when we disobey him, we're not cooperating with him. And the reason I like this last verse, it says that um, he himself will complete and make you what you ought to be. When we seek God for, you know, enough is enough. And when we're seeking God to live in his promises, He's going to make us be what we ought to be. He's going to teach us. He's going to give us the revelation knowledge. He's going to grow us up. We're going to have understanding. You know, in order to be on the alert, on the alert of the enemy, we have to be able to recognize him. 
and we can't recognize him without God helping us to recognize him. And so God wants to point out today, he comes to try to get you to compromise the word. And um, I've told the story often, but it's such a good example. And I felt like God wanted me to bring it up today. And it, that was when my son was a year old. But that whole first year, I was learning how to live in God's kingdom and hearing the word and hearing the word and hearing the word. And I didn't realize I wasn't doing the word because when I asked God why this happened, why this emergency surgery was happening, he said, because you weren't obeying me. And if we don't obey him, then we're not in agreement with him and then he can't do anything. He said really the same thing to me when my son was born. He said there was nothing I could do. We tie God's hands when we don't obey him. There's nothing he can do if we don't obey him, because if we don't obey him, we're not in agreement with him. And he wants us to have that understanding and to know that the enemy is roaming around trying to find somebody he can trip up, somebody he can trick. Recently, he just tricked me again. And I compromised the word. And, you know, he just sneaks into your thinking. And when I think back, I guess I was aware of what I was doing, but I was thinking, it's okay, God gets it. All those years ago, I was thinking, it's okay, God gets it that I can't do this. And that's what I was thinking again without realizing it. It's okay, God gets it. This is where I'm at. And there's just no other way. There's just no other word. This is the way God is working in my life right now. And I compromise the truth. And when we compromise the truth, we don't give God any room to move. And he is just so sly, the enemy. You know, he just comes into your thinking so sly like that and tries to get you to think that it's okay, that you can do what you're doing because that's where you're at and God understands. And I want you to know today that that's a lie. And that's how he steals God from you. It's a lie that he gets you to think is okay. And so when he gets you to think that lie is okay, you're walking in disobedience and you're walking in disagreement with God when you're walking in disobedience and he can't do anything. And then like that day, you know, all of a sudden we have this crisis going on and it's because I was disobeying God. This last time that I was disobeying God, I didn't have a crisis you know, he, I, because I get on my knees every day and I've learned that I need to find out the truth, God showed me what I was doing. And I stopped it. And um, I stopped it, but I still didn't prevent, I prevented a big crisis, but I didn't prevent a smaller crisis because I wasn't obeying him. So I had to have a surgery. You know, we have to plant, what God was showing me is we have to plant faithfulness. So I'm faithful for a whole week, and then I'm expecting this to happen. And he said, there, you can't expect anything to happen in a week if you plant a seed in the ground for a week. Do you think that it's going to come up? When you plant a seed, you have to make sure all the conditions are right for that seed to grow. You plant the seed in the ground. You water it. It has to have sun. You have to pull the weeds out. You have to take care of that seed. And when you plant the word of God in your heart, you have to make sure the conditions are right. You have to make sure that you're in agreement with God and that you've decided that you're going to do this and not back down, not back off, not give up. Even when it looks like nothing's happening, 
You don't give up. You don't go back. And these conditions have to be happening for a while. You can't just do it in a week. You know, it's funny how we think we are so committed to God. And then as soon as we don't see what he said, in a couple days, we're ready to quit and give up and believe the worst of God. Like, oh, he doesn't care. It's not happening. And you know what God wants us to know today is that he is doing his part. But enough is enough. When are we going to stop complaining and blaming God when we haven't done our part? When we haven't had faith or faith action to go with what we say that we believe. For instance, if you're going to believe that God meets all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, and you don't tithe and you don't give, you don't put the word in your heart, um, maybe you don't even know God, you haven't prepared for that, the manifestation of him meeting your need. If you're going to believe that he's going to meet your need, then you have to have the conditions all ready for that need to be met. You have to tithe. You have to give. You have to hear God to make sure you don't have any weeds on your seed. You have to forgive. You have to know the word of God and walk in his kingdom in order for that seed to come up. And if you're not doing that, and you have to get to the place where you you recognize the enemy coming to try to steal that from you. You, you have to recognize him. You have to have all this understanding and revelation going on in order to get from here to there. Same for your healing. You have to have understanding. You have to have revelation knowledge. You have to have planted that word in your heart for it to grow and become what you're expecting it to become. And not just to say, you know, after a week, well, God didn't do anything. I guess it's not his will. His word says it is his will. And he said his ways are higher than our ways. And he said we have to learn how to live in his kingdom. And so we have to go to the place where we expect the word to happen. And if it's not happening, then we have to find out why. And then we have to fix that problem. We have to have surgery God's way. That day he was, he was giving me surgery. He was saying, you weren't a doer of the word. You only were listening. You weren't doing the word. And so that's why your son had to have surgery. That's why his healing hadn't manifested yet. If you're expecting God to meet your needs and you expected something and it didn't happen, you are going to be so discouraged if you don't understand why. Because the enemy is going to come and say, God didn't care. He doesn't understand. He is roaming around like a roaring lion, looking for someone who he can devour. That's what he's doing. He's roaming around trying to find someone ignorant of the word of God or somebody who is proud. It really talks about, Peter talks about being prideful. And I'll read that to you. He said, therefore, humble yourself, demote, lower yourselves of your own estimation under the mighty hand of God that in due time you he may exalt you, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and he cares about you watchfully. God does. And when you have a relationship with him and something isn't working out and you go to him and say, God, you know, why isn't this working? I thought you were going to do this and you didn't do this and it's not happening. He's going to tell you why. 
And he's saying today, enough is enough. Stop living this way and let me do in your life. Follow the instructions. Follow the recipe. Water your seed. Praise me. Worship me. Call those things to be not as though they were. Walk rightfully. Get your perspective right. Stop letting the enemy control you and trick you. Stop letting him devour you and lie to you. I care affectionately for you. That's what he's saying. I care for you. You know, I was in a situation a couple of days ago, and God asked me to do something. And I thought, no, it's okay. I don't have to do that. And the thing he was asking me to do, after I did it, I realized he was saying, I care for you. I love you. But you got to fix this so I can fix that. He is so good. I am so in love with him. I love it so much when he corrects me because his correction is full of revelation knowledge. It's full of his love, his mercy, his kindness, and his generosity. God wants so much for you, and he truly is saying to you today, enough is enough. I got that word this morning. He told me that was the title of the message. I didn't really get it all, but as I sat down and heard his heart, and even right before the video, you know, he's showing me that he is really fed up with the enemy controlling us and feeling bad, sad, that we don't go to him, that we don't expect it. And if something gets in the way, knock it out of the way and keep going and keep going and keep going. You know, we talked about how he parts the sea for us, and he's doing that. He's parting the sea for you today. He wants you to have understanding. He wants you to know why those prayers aren't answered. Why the Word of God says, by His stripes we were healed and you haven't received your healing. There is a reason and He wants you to know the reason. He doesn't want you to be a mystery. He doesn't want to be a mystery to you. But He wants to be your answer. He wants to give to you all the answers that you need. See, it's not God just sitting back here saying, huh, maybe I will, maybe I won't. No, not this time. Or no, that person sinned. We're forgiven. We're his children. He's in love with us. He's saying, he's parting the seat. He's saying, here's the answer. Come on this way. You got to do this to get here. You know, if um, you have anything else going on and like if you're going to make a cake, and the cake requires you to, um, well, I know a French silk um, pie is very difficult to make for me because it has all these tedious things that you have to do for it to turn out. And I don't even think one of mine ever turned out. But I'm not much for being in the kitchen. I just wanted to do it for someone. But anyway, um, my mom could make a French silk pie. She was very good. Um, in the kitchen. She really was a, a good um, cook, baker. Anyway, God is saying there's, you know, some of it's a little tedious. It, it depends upon your personality and what you think and what you were taught to think. And, you know, you got to get rid of some of that old stuff and get in the new proper stuff. Romans says, change your thinking to be like God so that you can prove for yourself his will is good and perfect. His will is good and perfect. 
That's what he's saying there. But you got to change your thinking. You got to come into agreement with him. And when you come into agreement with him, you're going to live your life differently. You're going to live in agreement with him. Jesus said that if you agree with me, then whatever you ask as representing me, it'll be done for you. And you'll be showing to be true followers of mine and you'll be glorifying the Father. Now, what does it mean to be as representing him? When you receive a supernatural healing, you're representing him. When, you're, when, when he gets you out of debt, you're representing him. When you're happy and full of joy and the enemy's not controlling you, you're not living in depression, you're representing him. And so the answers are, walk this way, walk down this path that I have for you. I have a good plan for you. And when you do that, then um, you're going to walk right into your answer. I'm going to overtake you with blessing. If you heed the Lord your God and you do what is right in his eyes, you're going to be blessed in the city, blessed in the country, because when you do it, what's right in his eyes, you're going to be walking down that narrow path. You're going to be walking down that path that leads to eternal life. And on that path are all the fringe benefits of taking heed to his voice. He wants good for you. When you're sober and you're vigilant, when you're making sure that you're walking by faith on that path, the enemy is not going to be able to trip you up. You're going to be able to resist him. You know, a good thing to pray is, Lord, help me to recognize the enemy. Help me to recognize him trying to trip me up. And then God will do that. And then it's your part to resist him. And when you resist him, submit to God, resist the enemy, he'll flee. When he knows you're on to him, when he knows that you get it and he can't trick you anymore, he's going to leave for a more opportune time. I can't believe he's tricked me. Well, the same thing more than once, but he has. But God is so willing and able and ready to get you back on course again. But the thing you have to understand is just because you did everything you're supposed to do for a week, it's not long enough. It's got to be a lifetime. You have to decide that you're going to live in his kingdom right here and right now and when you leave here. So it's a lifestyle change. It's not just something that you're going to do for a week and try it out. God knows if you're committed or not. And he's going to teach you. That's why I read this last verse again. He's going to get you to the place where you ought to be. Isn't that what said? He said he's going to get you complete and make you what you ought to be. Establish and ground you securely and strengthen you and settle you. And that's what you're going to learn through all this. The enemy's going to come against you. But um, God's going to use that and teach you. But you have to constantly be seeking him and say, enough is enough. He's not going to control me anymore. And I'm not going to distrust God anymore. And I'm going to seek God. And I'm going to keep on seeking him. And I'm going to believe him. I'm going to let him correct me and show me and grow me up, get me to this place where I can be strong and established in him. If you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, I want to give you that opportunity right now. Because you're going to need him to live this way. You want to have a relationship with him to live established in him. 
to have all the fringe benefits of a wonderful, marvelous, happy, fulfilled life. Him meeting all your needs. You should know that Jesus bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He took stripes for your healing. He shed his blood so you can be right with the Father. That means you can mess up and be forgiven. He wants to give you everything that is his and he has everything. Everything you need is in him. And when you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, you have everything you need on the inside of you. Him in you all the time. Whether it be wisdom, love, whatever you need, he's going to be there for you. And he's going to be, he, he's going to establish him in your life. You're going to be well established. You're going to be strong. You're going to be confident. You know, that's, that's one thing that, you know, when you know the enemy is messing you up, you're going to lose your peace and you're going to have confusion because he's trying to get you off the path. He's trying to mess you up. So if you want Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, I just want to encourage you um, to do that today and um, make a commitment to him. When he comes to live on the inside of you, that's you changing your life to live it his way. You don't live the same. It's not just a free ticket to heaven, but you commit to live in his kingdom. Be a part of what he's doing. Commit to him and be a witness for him. Change your life to live it his way and um, be an attraction for him. Show who he is. So if you want to pray that prayer with me, dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you would come and live on the inside of us and be our God. We thank you that you would teach us your way. Fill us with your spirit. Thank you for understanding revelation knowledge. You said that it was better that you went so that your spirit could come and live on the inside of us and be with us all the time. And we receive that. You said that you would tell us things to come. You said that you would remind us of things that you said. You would teach us and guide us. And we just receive you right now. We thank you and praise you. Help us, Lord, to recognize the voice of the enemy. Help us, Lord, then to resist him and not to compromise and just let those little things go that we know are wrong. Help us not to do that, but to just be vigilant and sober and do something about it right, in, right away. Lord, you said we can't do anything without you. So we're asking you to help us to be faithful to you, to plant faithfulness and to honor you and to prove that you are good, you are perfect, and you are in love with us. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God is so good. And, you know, he's just saying again, expect for his will to happen. Expect it. And if you expect it, you're going to be seeking him as to how to get there. Serving God is an adventure. It's not just going to fall on you, but you have to go after it. The kingdom of God is taken by force. I hope that I've inspired you today. If I have, I'd love it if you let me know. Um, if this is the first time you said that prayer, I'd love it if you'd let me know. And you got to read the Word. God is His Word. John 1, 1 tells us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word is God. And so then get on your knees every day. Hear the Word. Do the Word. Be a doer of the Word. Not a hearer only, or you're deceiving yourself. You're going to be expecting something to happen that's not going to happen because you didn't plant those seeds of faithfulness. You got to do that. In order for that seed to come up, you got to be faithful. And it's more than a week, more than two weeks. It's a lifestyle. 
So if you said that prayer, I thank you so much if you'd let me know. And thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.